Oye, oye, now hear this. This episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review is now in session. Presiding over is the Honorable Zanbaka. On this, the 3rd of January in the year of our Lord, 2009. As you know, this podcast will contain adult material, mature themes, bugram, hot demon gods, horny water priestesses, and a sober Mr. Fujisawa. Listener discretion is advised.
25. Fujisawa Punch! Hello and welcome to the rest of the Spire Kid Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan. Happy New Year! Yes, it's our first episode of the new year. We're a little behind schedule because, well, to be honest, I got a little bit lazy and cranky without working and having a little bit of time off and playing Xbox. So, you know, just been very relaxed. Haven't got time to get to the computer and just, you know out a new episode so it's okay it happens but it's a new year new year's resolution we're gonna work harder get out more episodes so you guys can enjoy it you know i know you guys like the show and want to put out more for you guys to show that we actually or i i'm trying to get things working out become a little more professional a little bit better just a tad bit but don't worry we're not going to change much uh and for those of you who are new listeners because for every new episode it's a new episode or first episode for a new listener. So, for those of you are wondering, Spirekin is a society that provides information and reviews about manga. And what we do pretty much is we review and give you information about manga so that way you don't go to the bookstore and say, hey, this manga looks good, and pick it up and read it, and it actually sucks. This way you know what is okay and what's not. You don't have to agree with us if you don't want to. It's our own personal opinions. I know I'm using the empirical we again. Sorry. After working with uh, Fight Bait on his last episode, you know kind of got used to saying we again don't worry mason should be back soon you know she's almost done with the honeymoon period a little bit cranky though i called her and she screamed at me for 20 minutes uh, it, it, there was a whole thing with it but it's no worries no problem it happens so anyway uh, so what is new in the land of spirakin or new york well not much uh life is good money's up no seriously uh gas prices have gone down good thing people are losing their jobs left and right that's bad uh food is on a freeze that's good people are just assholes here that's bad my job sucks that's also bad but mangas are still plentiful that's good i think we've caught up with everything <laughs> pretty much yes well before anything i have news we have other news manga related news it's a miracle yes for the new year i'm going to give you a couple of releases uh yeah i'm going to give you a couple of titles that are going to be coming out soon so that way you know what to get and what's going to be worth getting and so on and so forth so let's get on with it on with it so for the year of 2009 we're going to be getting some stuff from bandai entertainment which is code Geass: siraku of the Counterattack, the first graphic novel coming out this year Kind of cool for you Code Geass fans. Not entirely sure. You know. I've heard about it. The anime was cool. Maybe the manga will be awesome. We'll see. For my personal favorite Del Rey. Coming out soon is. Could you be key unbalanced. Volume 2. For ten ninety five. Fuck prices went up. Damn them Del Rey you suck. Next. Me and the Devil Blues. Volume 2. That's not bad at all. I like the first one. Uh, Minima. Volume 3. Meh. We'll check it out. My Heavenly Hockey Club. Volume 7. I have no interest in reading that, but it's on the wheel this week, so we'll see. Uh, Psycho Busters. Volume 4. Pumpkin Scissors. Volume 4. Shiki Suke Sukai. Volume 4. Holy shit, that's a lot of Volume 4s. Anyway. Shugo Chara. Volume 5. Breaks the cycle a little bit. Hooray. So that's nice with that uh what other companies next you have june manga which i've heard a little bit about i think they're more trashy novels but 
You have Desire, Dangerous Feelings, The Novel. <laughs> Crap. Guilty Novel, Volume 2, Original Sin. <laughs> Crap. Tricky Priest. <laughs> okay, next we have the infamous and ever-popular Tokyo Pop. Eh, they have some good stuff. Let's see what they got. Burst Angel, Volume 2 of 3. Meh. Castlevania, Curse of Darkness, Volume 2 of 2. Meh. Chibi Vampire, Volume 12 of 13. Might be worth checking out. I like the first one. Anyway. Dot Hack Sign, Jew, Volume 4, Final Issue. Might be worth checking out. Fate Stay Night, Volume 2 of 5. I gotta review that eventually. Initial D, Volume 33 of 37. Finally, we're almost done with the fucking manga. Hooray! Anyway. Kyokara Mano, Volume 2. Meh. Phantom Dream, Volume 1. We gotta check that out. Samurai Deeper Kyo, Volume 32 of 38. I haven't even seen a volume of that out since number 12 in the bookstores. It's still releasing it? Holy shit. Well, anyway. Silver Diamond, Volume 3. Meh. Starcraft Frontline, Volume 2 of 3. Maybe. Tugano no Chi, Volume 1. Never heard of it. Vivi Rose, Volume 5. Another one. It's Volume 5. I've never even heard of it. Okay. For Go Comics. Crown, Volume 1. Meh. Her Majesty's Dog, Final Issue. Oh, Belchan will go crazy when she finds out that. She'll be upset. But, eh. She doesn't have to know. Okay, what else? Viz Media. Only one release. Damn, they're going under. But, Roroni Kenshin, Graphic Volume, Volume 4 of 9, The Viz Big Edition. Oh, so it's issues 12 through 16. Eh. Or 12 through 13, whatever. Okay, Yen Press, you have Angel Diary, Volume 8, B.E.G.E., Volume 2, Croquet Pop, Volume 3, Cynical Orange, Volume 6, Spiritual Bonds of Reasoning, Trade Paperback, and You're So Cool, Volume 3. So, nice, pretty little set you got going there for the first quarter, I think. I think this is the fourth quarter, anyway. Not entirely sure. I just kind of picked and choose and didn't look at the dates. I should have looked at the dates, but... Hey, you guys know me. I'm kind of being a little lazy today. Like I said, kind of had to work to even get half this stuff out. Anyway, it matters not. And um, hold on one second, and I'll get you some more information. One sec. And nothing else. No other real information. Nothing new in the manga world. That's the problem. With anime, it's a medium which everyone can find out every little thing about. You know, they'll tell you about the newest issue of... Bleach when the new episode comes out, or who's fan subbing this? Manga is kind of bleh. But that's because we're more of a patient medium. Manga readers, we know how to relax and wait. I mean, they're scan leaders, but that's because it's not out yet. But, you know, we're more patient. We like to read. Different than people who just watch TV. But I got nothing wrong with watch TV. I'm a huge TV addict. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Blah, blah, blah. So, what else is new in Spirekin Land? Well, we have a voicemail. Yes, we actually have a phone number you can call to bitch at me or actually complain because most people don't like writing emails anymore. They prefer to just talk. So, if you're interested in contacting Spark and Manga Review to ask any questions, any comments, any concerns, or if you want to answer any of the questions in our upcoming contest, all you have to do is call our number 206-426-MONK or 206-426-6665. Our Monk line is the way to reach us. I know Monk doesn't really work with Spirekin, but hey... 
You get you get what you can use, you know? I think that came out right. No, no, it didn't. Oh, well. You know me. Kind of last, better brain. But, as you know, we should be waiting for the new and improved. Wait, what the hell was I going with that tangent? I don't know. Oh, boy. Going crazy. Long day. Anyway, anyway, enough of that. So, we know what you're here for, a review. And for those of you who were listening before our wonderful Christmas episode, we have our new and improved manga, which is El Hazard. Actually, a very old manga. And I'll tell you the review after this promo. Hi, this is Aaron and Noah, and we're a couple living in New York City. We run the Ninja Consultants podcast. Sometimes we talk about ninjas, but mostly our show is about anime. We don't do anime news because we don't know any. I know what the news is because I've heard it on every anime podcast this week. We have over 800 years of combined otaku experience, and I guess sometimes we talk about it. You can train to be an otaku or just sound like one. Choose from any of the following areas of expertise. Conventions. Fan culture. AMVs. Fan subs. Fan parodies. Fan art. Manga. Cosplay. Ninja studies. Refrigerator repair. Or get your GED. And much, much more. Can you draw this pirate? Go to www.ninjaconsultant.com and discover the wonderful world of anime art. That's www.ninjaconsultant.com. Or search for us in the iTunes... Wait, we're a couple? Yeah, we're a couple. I knew, I knew that. Ah, Ninja Consultants, you gotta love them. I like their stance on the news, I kind of agree with it, and also we have to say congratulations to Noah and Aaron because they're engaged to be married, so... Congratulations. So, now onto the review of El Hazard, The Magnificent World. Now, for those of you who have remembered hearing this, or they say, hey, I heard this before, we were talking about a little bit on the Fight Bait Zan episode on his uh, podcast, on the Fight Bait AMA podcast, a little bit about it. I didn't get too far in it because we, he kind of doesn't like El Hazard a little bit, you know, so we're going to go over over here. So anyway, what is El Hazard? El Hazard is one of those old, long OVAs which are awesome. Like Tenchi, the only difference is that unlike with Tenchi, uh, the sequel series all suck for El Hazard and Tenchi, they're okay. Well, actually that's not true because the Tenchi in Tokyo sucked and the manga was kind of meh. But either way, this is an inspired manga. So originally the anime came first and then the manga came out after numerous other series came out. But that's neither here nor there. So anyway, let's get on to some of the basics about El Hazard. Now, El Hazard, the Magnificent World Adaption, it was based on El Hazard by Hiroki Hayashi and Roi Tsukinamo. I think I pronounced that name wrong, but eh, it works. And it's the current story in art is by Kiretomo Subara and originally came out 95 and 97 in Japan by Tokuma Shoten Limited and it was released over here in 2002 by Viz. There's two to three volumes and well, it's a very cool series. Very similar to the original story which came out in the OVA, El Hazard, Magnificent World, but there are some little divergences here and there. Now, some of you haven't heard of El Hazard or never saw the OVA. Even though some people don't like it, I happen to enjoy it. You have to watch the whole thing, though, for it to really sink in, because it does start kind of slow. But, hey, it's pretty cool and a lot of fun, in my opinion. I mean, 
Also, Bato from the Anime Pulse, they like it too. Bato and uh, Ichigo, but anyway. Now, El Hazard would be considered a borderline adventure, action-adventure, fantasy, possibly a harem. I don't consider it a harem, but it would be a harem. Because my qualifications of a harem is that main character can't decide between X amount of girls and all the girls are fighting over him. In the regular El Hazard, he's in love with one girl and the rest are kind of like, hey, look at us, look at us. Like, same thing with Aori Aoshi. It's technically a harem series, but I don't consider it. It's more of a romance with other people in love with the two characters. So, like, also, oh my god, it's the same thing. But, anyway, so, what is El Hazard about? Well... I'm going to keep comparing it to the anime a little bit for a short period of time. Once it diverges, then no more comparison. So anyway, when you first open up the manga, which is left to right, they didn't print it, you know, they didn't print it the tradition, the current right to left. So some of the stuff is flipped around, but doesn't really hurt it. But when you first open it, in the inside cover and the first page, you see a nice little picture. Just a whole two-page spread of all the characters, and it looks Fabulous. The art looks just spectacular. And surprisingly, some of the characters look really detailed. I mean, you wouldn't expect this. Usually you just expect white page and a, you're reading this manga the wrong way. This one, it just shows it all intricately and just looks beautiful. I mean, from the main villain character, Jinai, all the way straight through to the great and all-powerful Fujisawa. All of it looks just great. So then let us get into volume one. So... When you open it up, it just gives you a little thing about this is the story of El Hazard, a world of mystery and chaos. And it opens us up at Shinonome High School with the greatest character in the entire manga, Mr. Fujisawa, the history teacher. And he's doing what any good history teacher would be doing in their classroom after school. He's pouring a bottle of scotch for himself. Uh, yeah, Fujisawa is the history teacher and he's an alcoholic. This comes into play later, but it's great. He's just half the time is like, I need a drink. What do you mean I can't have a drink? I'll kill you. But either way. So he's sitting there kind of getting ready to drink, and it's the place is shaking. He's like, what the hell? Another earthquake, second one this week. And he hears some shouting outside. And someone's saying, damn you, Makoto Mizuhara. Come back here. He's like, oh, God. And these are our two lead characters, the antagonist and protagonist of the series, Makoto Mizuhara and Katsuhito Junai. Now, Katsuhito Junai is the antagonist of the series. He is the ultimate asshole character ever. Pretty much, he is a douche. I can't even express it. He is he's so bad and hates so much, but he's so funny. Well, the whole thing is that Katsuhito Junai or Janai, we'll call him, because his sister shows up later. Janai is this very angry and selfish person who believes that everything in this world is destined for him. That everyone must listen to him and believe in him. And he's also the student council president. How the fuck he became president? I have no idea. But he's the student council president, and he has a megalomania complex. Very similar to Kuno from Ranma. Just completely just he has his own mindset of how the world is his own worldview and he's currently on trial turns out that he is not a good president he has been embezzling money and he also has been 
uh, bribing some of the sports heads so they can lose, and he, he's a very corrupt politician. I could see him in the future as a senator or in Japan a magistrate. But so he's being on this little tribunal. And they're saying, "Oh, you're a corrupt teacher." Blah blah blah. Here are all the charges. And he's like, "Well, I don't believe any of my accusers' statements." I was elected to this office by the people, and they will do whatever I say. In every soul of the students, in all of their bodies, I control them all. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, you think so? And they drop a huge stapled piece of paper. It's like 200 pages. Boom. It's a petition from the entire student body to have him kicked out as president. And he's like, yep, you believe that they're all for you? This petition is from every single student. They want you out. And he's pissed off. He's like, I don't care. I don't believe this. He flips to the first page. And the first signature he sees is Mizuhara Makoto. And the second one, his little sister, Nanami Junai. And he's like, what? This can't be. They can't do this to me. No! So he's a little bit pissed off that he's being impeached. And he blames it all on Makoto. Now, Makoto really isn't a bad guy. Makoto, the main character, he's a really smart high school student. Big surprise. Takes place in a high school. But he's nice, sweet, honest, a little, you know, he's not good with girls. But, you know, he tries and he's pretty cool. Typical main character student. And what happens is that Junai has decided to take all of his rage out on Makoto. And he's explains it pretty logically he's like you're always in my you're always a thorn in my side you everything that goes wrong it's because of you it's your fault and he's like why are you blaming me it wasn't like i had anything really to do he's like no you don't remember that in sixth grade you built that rc airplane that won the school science fair so my model rocket should have won then six months ago you were the 100th customer at the department store downtown and won a resort vacation i was in line right behind you it's not a coincidence it's like, every time something goes wrong, you're there. It's your fault. I'm going to kill you. So he pretty much blames Makoto for every single incident which has gone wrong in his entire life because, by coincidence, Makoto's been there. If he goes on a test, Makoto is usually number one. He's number two. In art class, he has horrible art drawings. Makoto's look artistic. And so on and so forth. So he's saying, I'm going to thump you good. And he's running after him and pretty much... Mr. Fujisawa is just kind of like, they look like they're going to go all night. And then you you meet Nanami. Now, Nanami is Janai's little sister. She likes Makoto, but only as a friend. She likes teasing him, but for the most part, she really doesn't, you know, she's not trying to do anything. A big difference than in the anime where she really does like him. Uh, her personality is a little like Nabiki from Ranma. I'm going to make a lot of pulls from Ranma and also from Tenchi a little bit, but pretty much she is she likes making money. She likes money, but she's not cold and heartless. But she's being like, oh, have you seen my brother around here? And it's like, oh. And Fujisawa's like, yep, they're right there. And as Makoto is running in fear, not in fear, but he's trying to argue with uh, Jinai, who actually he considers his best friend. Go figure. But as he's running away from Jinai, an earthquake happens. A big earthquake, and oh no, what's going to happen? Ah! And... Makoto falls down the crevice, which has just appeared because of the earthquake. And he's like, ugh, that first step's a doozy. And he sees a big hole about 
maybe 30 feet up. He's like, can anyone hear me? Uh, the ground broke my fall. Is Janai all right? And Janai's up there, and everyone's like, oh, Makoto, are you okay? Are you okay? And he's like, Janai's like, just leave him down there. He doesn't deserve to live. And a huge fight ensues between sister and brother, which is normal. And Makoto's kind of stuck down there, and he's kind of cold. So he decides to see that he's in a big cavern, and he starts to explore. And he finds a room. It's like a temple. And a very art beautiful temple. Very artistically designed. It looks very Arabian. Now that's one of the things about El Hazard which I liked about the art style. A lot of the art, once you get to El Hazard, is it has a very Arabian uh, the Arabian Nights feel to it. It has that very why is my brain stop working at this point? It's that type of art style that you would see in the Middle East. And, and if someone can remember what this art style is, because I'm going to kick myself in the back of the head, just send me a text message or a voicemail so I can, can remember. But anyway, so he's in this weird temple, which is mysteriously under the school. He's like, huh? What is down here? And as he's walking, he sees in one of the walls this big white thing. And in the middle, there's a what it looks like a statue. It's of a beautiful woman, and he's like, whoa, the art is exquisite. It's, it's gorgeous, you know? He's looking at this girl, and he's like, you know, you know it'd be funny if she was like a goddess who was turned to stone by a demon wizard, and if she's awakened by a kiss, that'd wake her up. And so he's looking at this beautiful statue of a woman that's embedded in the wall, and he does, because it's so hot, he decides to kiss it. And he's like, I must have been stupid. As he kisses it, he walks away, and he hears a what? And the wall dissolves. It turns out that that was holding this person in the wall. The person is alive. And he's like, "What? I must be dreaming." And this woman is wearing very elegant robes, but you notice that there's tears in it. The back of it is all ripped up. Her leg has what looks like a a burn mark on it, and she just looks really radiant and as she wakes up and her eyes open up she sees Makoto and she's like oh my god it's you Makoto oh my god it's you I knew it I've been waiting all this long to be reunited with you and Makoto's like what and she's like I wish I could explain but that's not for me to do right now there's no time for words I've slept so long and my power is so weak Trust me and don't be afraid. I only do what I have to. And as she's saying this, she starts glowing with energy. And she says, Don't worry. I now send, I'm now going to send you where you are needed, El Hazard, and where we will meet again. And as she, she's glowing, you have Mr. Fujisawa being lowered on a rope into the hole to see and catch him, while Nanami and Janai are holding the rope to keep... Mr. Fujisawa's steady, and then suddenly, big burst of light appears in the school, and Nanami, Makoto, Jinai, and Fujisawa all disappear, and they're falling down a weird tunnel, and poof, and Makoto wakes up. Now, you're in El Hazard, and it's a beautiful, mysterious world that's strange and new. Now, this is one of the cool things about El Hazard. The whole series is essentially a car... A causal paradox. Now, I know this isn't a science podcast, so I'm going to dumb it down to you. 
causal paradox is essentially you do something in the past because you heard something's going to happen and it ends up that you caused the event for example in Futurama Fry is Fry's own grandfather he didn't know that he was his own grandfather but he went back in time and ended up nailing his grandmother and then he's his own grandfather he wouldn't exist if he hadn't gone back in time but he wouldn't be able to go back in time if he didn't exist or more realistically an older proverb man gets shot he ends up going back in time to see if he can find the shooter to the place he sees a guy walking up with his with a gun he thinks oh that's a shooter and he shoots him turns out he shot himself he's the victim and the recipient it's kind of a little head scratching at first but it makes sense it's pretty much Makoto went back in time apparently because he sent himself back and he he did something which sent a person to the future which would I'm kind of spoiling a little bit about it but it'll make sense so anyway it's now Makoto's woken up in this strange alien world with weird shaped trees and weird animals mice with hats which actually look really cool airships in the air and he's like wondering am I losing my mind what's going on and he hears a stop put me down and he sees this little cute girl being attacked by bugs and not mean by little bugs I mean like eight foot tall bugs who look like they're wearing armor with six arms and so he doesn't know what's going on he's like what what's going on uh should I save her should I not and he thinks okay well I'm a stranger here but I'm not a hero and opening up his jacket he pulls out what every student has in their pocket which includes a balance table a bunch of different hazardous materials and sunglasses and he fights these evil giant bugs with pretty much phosphorus and magnesium and why does a student even have this stuff I mean yes he's supposed to be really smart but what does he have hammer space in his jacket what the fuck anyway ends up fighting these giant bugs saves the girl runs away and his pretty much his little science stuff is not working these hundred of bu giant bugs are going to kill him and then suddenly a girl appears with fire in her hand saying you damn bugs I'm gonna burn you all this is Shayla Shayla fire priestess after a big fight pretty much find out that Shayla Shayla and her sister Azorman are two of the three priestesses of Muldoon and these bugs are called the Bugram and the girl he saved is named Alele she is the herald of the city of Floristica which is in charge of the area which they're in which is Del Hazard and turns out that they're there because Alele was trying to get all the priestesses of Mandu Muldoon together to open up this weapon known as the Eye of God blah 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 you know only the priestesses can unlock it so that the royal family can activate it and because of what happened these creatures called the Bugram are attacking all the different cities of El Hazard because of some new mysterious leader who looks surprisingly like Makoto but it's not Makoto and long story short he gets confused for an enemy and Fire Priestess and Aforaman, the younger sister, who is the Wind Priestess, decide we're going to take you to our leader, the older sister, and she will decide what we're going to do with you. Who is the Water Priestess. So, as they're sitting there, then it gets kind of funny because 
Aforamount is not smart. She's kind of retarded, and she's a fire priestess, you know, so she has that fire, that hot pr temper. So she's looking at all the little doodads he made, and he's like, what are you, some sort of magician? And he's like, what is this? And she's holding up a small fuse bomb in her hand. It's like, this is a pride demon bobble. He's like, don't, he's like, just don't mess with that. And she gets mad and lights the bomb on fire and blows up in her hand. She's like, he's like, you did that on purpose. What else are you hiding, you evil demon? And as she's searching him, she go, reaches into his pants and finds something. He's like, it's nothing. Let it go. And she's like, why are you so nervous? Don't do that. Wait, wait, wait. It's changing. It's getting bigger. And then she punches him, thinking he's a pervert. <coughs> as usual, funny things happen because girls in other worlds are retarded. Why are they so retarded? We don't know. We're never going to know. But anyway... As they go around, Elele doesn't believe that Makoto is evil because he did rescue her, but he's afraid of scary fire lady, so he, she's going to go with it. Anyway, so they end up at the water temple, where it looks like a huge war happened, but they didn't reach the temple. Like, there's rocks all over the place and debris around everything except the temple is fine. And he's wondering, well, what, what happened? And it turns out that... The priestess of the temple, the one who's in charge of all the priests of Muldoon, Miz, I have no idea how to pronounce her last name, just M-I-Z, M-I-Z, Miz, she has been protected by her champion, who is Mr. Fujisawa. Turns out that Mr. Fujisawa appeared there seven days ago, about a week ago, and it was when Meets was praying for a husband. She's 29 years old, she feels she's getting too old. So she has to get married or else she's going to, you know, be bad. So she's kind of imprinted on Mr. Fujisawa and he actually saved the day. Now, how could a regular teacher save the day? Turns out when they ended up in El Azard, he got superpowers. He has super strength. Only problem is that if he drinks alcohol, strength goes bye-bye. So that kind of sucks because he's an alcoholic. So it's like, no alcohol, no Super strength. Alcohol. No super strength. What will I do? No! And, of course, who's very happy. You know, and, of course, he has this girl who's obsessed that she's going to marry him. And everything's going to be okay and nice. And a little, you know, a little clingy, Meets is. But, you know, she's also the head of the order. So they say, you know what? We'll go down to Floristica and see what happens. Now... Let's zoom over to the Bugroom Kingdom for a second. Now, in the Bugroom Kingdom, Queen Diva, she's a little upset that her army was defeated by some weird people. And it turns out, who's in charge of her army? You guessed it. Janai has teleported to El Hazard, and he ended up with the Bugroom. And he got an ability, too. His ability is that he could actually speak to the Bugroom. Now, I didn't explain this before, but the Bugroom speak in Bug, except for Queen Diva. So, Janai can actually understand what they're saying and talk to them and command them, and they think, oh, he's come from the sky to lead us. So, things are going to be awesome and cool. And they don't know what they're going to do, and she hints about this thing called the Demon God. Like, say, you know what? We can go and get this Demon God in Floristica, and we'll raid the main city and get this Demon God, and we'll rule the world before they are able to open up the Eye of God and do things. Blah. And, of course, Janai is all insane about this and queen diva's like oh you're so wonderful lord jedi you will save the day and printing that she wants to probably 
do things with him and in the in the anime actually he ends up she ends up having to do things with him and pretty much dragging him to the bedroom so sleeping with a bug <laughs> but anyway so they end up going to so the main group ends up going to Floristica and you meet the queen or the princess Rune Venus who is in charge of the whole Floristica and it's the city of Roistaria and she's this young girl who pretty much has the weight of the world on her shoulders blah blah and she explains the situation to the priestesses and they agree to unlock the whole uh, demon god thing so on and so forth and then from here it just kind of degenerates into the bugroom attack in the city I could go further into this but be pretty much reading the manga goes further into it and long story short the demon god is unlocked and who is the demon god but the girl who sent Makoto and all the rest to the universe El Hazard in the beginning of the manga and she's an evil person who doesn't know who he is so whole series will be just blah now what can I say about this manga one it's a pretty cool story shame I ended up doing the whole pretty much the majority of the first manga to you guys it's pretty cool I enjoyed it but the problem is that compared to the original anime I like the anime a lot more because it had cross-dressing super cats sex boobies a lot of other stuff this some boobs yes most part it dragged a little bit and I don't know it just seems like Queen Diva was wasted and also a lot of the stuff which was a lot more stretched out was just compressed as a translation not that good best thing about the manga though is at the end of the manga they actually have line drawings of each character which I thought was pretty cool it shows them from each of the three different series it has from the manga from the OVA which is called the Magnificent World then the anime series the TV series which is called the Wanderers that I thought was cool uh, art style is very cartoony because unlike with the opening page which you saw the very nice artwork and beautiful very detailed sketches the manga has a lot of super deformed scenes a lot of little stupid things which just look like they're kind of kiddish Makoto looks a little bit less feminine actually no never mind he looks more feminine and very childlike a lot younger than he did in the anime story is still cool but art style is a little bit jarring and it just seems a little rushed so what am I gonna give this great series like I want to give this a really 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 fucking cool our highest rating ever for those of you who don't know we have five ratings lowest being pretty much have a priest purify it then burn it and the highest is just really 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 fucking cool if your brain will freeze your soul freeze out if you don't read it blah 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 I should go on the whole thing but I'm not going to because I'm not giving this a five unfortunately I would love to I mean the series in general I love the mythology it's great I love a lot of little subtle references to the different cultures I just felt it could have been a lot better and unfortunately I'm giving this a typical gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel our middle of the ground because I don't want to but so sad it's just so so stretched I really would love to give it higher but I mean it's worth checking out it really is worth checking out it's not that bad it's you know if you're a fan of El Hazard you definitely like it. I picked it up because I'm a fan if you're a fan of El Hazard you'll like it. if you want as an introduction to the series you might like it there are a lot of differences 
if you want a good story, yeah, I'd say just skim it. Definitely just skim it. So, yeah. Favorite character is Fujisawa. They kept him perfectly the same. No changes. They didn't get rid of any of his abilities. He's just Fujisawa. Drunk history teacher who likes mountain climbing and kicks ass. Best character. I love Fujisawa. He's awesome. He was my icon on AIM for a while. But no longer. Now my AIM ID is now Zelos from Slayers. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, yes, so now that that is finished, what else can I say except it's that time. Yes, friends. The time you've all been waiting for. For the one, the only, the wheel of manga! Yes, friends, the wheel of manga. That's how we decide what we're going to read for the next episode, episode 26, which Mason will be attending, hopefully. We'll see. So, for those of you who don't know, the wheel of manga is a wheel with skulls on it because it has the scully power of scullyness. And what we do is for the 10 slots within, we assign 10 mangas from our huge list of manga on our website at spirekin.podbean.com or on our form spirekin.rapidboards.com. And what we do is after we pick 10, what we do is we will spin the wheel of manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's what we will read for the next episode. And so let us spin the wheel and see what I'm going to read for next episode. It should be fun because I have a lot of nice, interesting titles. Well, actually, no, it's a lot of Jose titles. But hey, we'll see what happens. Rock and roll. That was poor. Okay, we got number 10, which is No Dame Cantable. Oh, that's the one with the Delray with the music. Oh, okay, cool. That's kind of cool. So, next episode, I'm going to be reviewing No Dame Cantable. Kind of cool. Should be fun. But, you know, should be pretty cool review. I've never read it. I've heard the live action was awesome, but eh, we'll see. Definitely see. If you're interested in finding out some more information about us, definitely check us out at spirekin.podbean.com our website, or our MySpace, myspace.com forward slash spirekin. Can't spell it. I don't know how you found us, but it's S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N. You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com, or you can email me at zan.spirekin at gmail.com, or you can email Mason if she's ever on it, Mason.spirekin at gmail.com. And that's Zan with an X, by the way, not with an S. Also, you can reach us at our new phone number, which is 1 206 426 6665, or you can say it 1 206 426 Monk. Send us a message, send us anything, I'll put it on the show. Just call us, see what's up. As for contests for the new year, since it is the new year, we have three contests going on. Two were carried over from last year. Contest number one is, of course, make your own wheel of manga. Pretty much what you do is you want ten titles for the wheel of manga for me to use to spin. Pretty much just pick ten we haven't used yet on the list you can find at spirekin.rapidboards.com, our forum. And pick ten, send it to us, and if we like it, we'll use it. And you win a free box of Pocky, and we'll shout you out on the thing. Second one is nice one. That is make a theme song for the show. I mean, I love using different themes for openings and closings, but I feel it'd be better if I had actually an opening for the show. So if you design one for me, it'd be really cool, and I'll even let you be actually on the show to premiere it. We'll figure out a way with either Skype or via the phone or something. It'll be kind of cool. And also, yeah, shout out, and you'll get one of our new headbands, which we just finished making. Uh, cost me a little bit of money, but hey, it was worth it, making Spirekin headbands. I'm probably going to hand those out next time at a con. 
doubt anyone will buy them or take them, but hey. Sweet. And the other contest, the fun contest, is the make an opening warning for us. Pretty much, it's just come up with a style that we could use for the opening warning. So if you noticed, every opening warning, you know, the warning this episode, blah, 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 blah. We usually do something different in it. Like, this episode was a court case. Another one we've done is we've done old crazy lady. We've done drunk guy. We've done 80s greaser. Sorry, 50s greaser. And, you know, come up with an idea for us. Well, the prize will be one of the mangas in this pile we have here. I've got a couple I haven't used yet, or, you know, well, Lupin. I got El Hazard Volume 1, a couple Crayon Shinchans, Azumanga. You know, starting to take up a little bit of room here. But, yeah, just email us at the website or just do the personal email or the phone call. We'll see what we can do. I think that's it for this episode because episode 26 is going to be coming up pretty quick. So... As usual, I'm your host, Zan. Thanks for listening. See you again.